hello guys and welcome back to my podcast um yeah (laughs) (laughs) i'm sure i'm like being dead honest like that'll be the intro (laughs) all right good i'm I'm, it better be and i'm with us today i'm with my beloved cosmic daddy (laughs) and we're gonna be talking about getting real intimate what's that song you know that intimate song that people like Get real. That one? Yeah, pretty much. That's that's the vibe. <laughs> oh yeah. I should have grabbed my laptop and I should have played that in the background. What's stopping you? It's in the living room. God fucking damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho. So in this episode, we're going to be talking about being intimate. And also, I also feel like we're going to add some spice. That is, life's not that serious. And also, you know the bitch who taught me to not be so serious? It's Miss Hallie. Oh, yeah. I'm a pro. She's a pro. She's a wizard at not taking life too seriously. You just called me a lizard. <laughs> <laughs> she's a pro and she's a lizard. Oh yeah, yeah. But we were listening to some poetry on TikTok, and you were actually reading it. But Lord have mercy on my soul, I was about to, I was gonna say I was about to buzz, but at the same time I was about to like cry and contemplate my existence because it was so cute. I know when I first read that poetry, I was like, God damn! Imagine like your boyfriend or like significant other like saying that it feels so much more sacred when like a man reads poetry sometimes because men have been portrayed as non-emotional characters and then they read poetry and it's like oh my goodness I also feel like men are actually like really deep feelers but like you were saying yeah like they don't have that safe space to actually like say what they're thinking about and have that outlet and so when a guy can be emotionally um, in tune with and write about it, like, oh my God. Mm-hmm. yeah, it does something. I know. It feels so safe. Like, I remember the first time a guy read, like, poetry to me over FaceTime. And I was like, man, that was beautiful. Thank you for sharing. And the fact that you could, like, give each other acknowledgement on, like, your poems. It was mm-hmm. like, wow, that was beautiful. It is beautiful. I was thinking, do you want to read some of the poetry that we were reading previously? Yeah, let's do that. I'm going to go on Instagram and do it because if I open up TikTok again, I think it's going to cut out. That's probably true. Um, yeah, I posted actually one of them to my story because they were, oh, so magical and made my heart oh so happy. Yeah, th- just wait, audience, till you hear this. Basically, this poet's name is um nico demers and his book is called belly please look it up on tiktok and just hear him to his girlfriend in the manner of like love and his one of my favorite things that i've known ever since i was a kid that i've always like felt so precious to me was when um people that i liked had like rosacea and their face would get really not like red but like patchy pink on like the apples of their cheeks and he he's so passionate that his face it's that exact same way and it just like sparks something in me like oh my god this is so sincere and it's so real and it's so 
brutally honest in what like intimacy is down to monitoring every freckle on somebody's body or the way like their hips are literally valleys like how we can explore on planet earth Mm, yes you know what's like so beautiful is like oh wait are we gonna read the poetry you can go and then we can start whenever i was gonna say like when people are able to love their vessels that they're actually like and love the insecurities that they do have i was when i got off the phone with um gracie today i was thinking like this vessel is temporary obviously we all know that and then I was just giving myself a big hug because I realized like my vessel is the thing that holds my consciousness but at the same time it's like been through all the trauma that I had in this life to heal and I don't know like people don't give enough recognition to how beautiful their bodies are yeah exactly it's so weird that like we can disassociate our soul from like our body and realize like, oh, it's our soul not experiencing it, but it's, it's our body that takes everything in. Yeah. And then we can't separate it because we're in this vessel and we have to move through it. That's the only way to get out of it. Mm -hmm, mm Exactly. It's wild. Okay. I'm going to try to find my, the, like the favorite ones, if I can find them again, if not, we're just going to start reading some off. Mm, and there's one on my um, Instagram story, too, if you can't find any. Okay, then I think I'm going to go there first. Oh, my gosh. What? He's dating Quinny. <gasps> no fucking way. I, she's tagged. Where? Wait, what's his Instagram? His it's book knife b-u-c-k-n-i-f-e and there's a picture of her looking up at him in the same picture that he posted one of the poems to and she's tagged which which picture is it okay it's the second one on this instagram with the blue with like the arch behind his back (gasps) oh my god so I don't know if the poetry is about her. I'm going to or... start crying right in the second. If you guys don't know who Quinny is, she's the one who wrote, He's so pretty when, when he goes he... down on me. That song. Gold skin, eager baby, blue shirt out the laundry. She tells me he's gentle when he wants to be. So I don't know if he's, I don't know. Now I have so many more questions. But... Oh my God, I'm so in love with them. I know. That song was like a whole, like, we listened to that song June, July, and August. Like, that was our summer song. Like, that... you and me. Mm-hmm. And the it... fact that that's like a full circle moment for us. That's damn. So, like, literally. So, we're going we're gonna to start reading some poetry. So, the first one says, I admire the creek that carves it's way down the center of your chest and empties in between your legs. Damn. <laughs> These are so pretty. Willow trees draping with your braids, herds of gazelles migrating off your tongue, whales breaching from your eyes and journeying down your cheeks. There are these trees that root themselves around the bodies of your fingers. 
and bloom up the garden of your arm. Tending to the mountain range of range of bruises and knots peeking across your back, resting in the canyon that walks down your spine. My love is respire is a respire respirating planet, fat with beauty. Fat with beauty. Oh my god. When we're wings wings well up out of the bruises of our backs because we have become angels. The bends and cracks, the very shape of your lips have fossilized into my cheek. You have gifted me a permanent kind of love. I think they are dating because a comment on that exact poem on the bottom by Quinny, it says, my precious Nico. That is really cute because if you look at like, his TikToks that he's posted and she's just like on the floor looking up to him and he's reading her poetry. Oh my God, my soul wants that so badly. Same. Oh my God, that's a little like a power couple. Like those are the kind of couples that I don't know if I want to be with them and like date them both or if I want to be her. Mm. I would say I want to like observe them and like just admire how beautiful they are together but at the same time I do want to be her and at the same time I want to be him I know that's the thing I'd be like I don't I there's too many possibilities then oh my but you know what's also beautiful to think about is like in this life we could have both we could be that person the guy who's reading that person that he loves so much poetry and then we could also be like Quinny who's on the floor just receiving all of the beautiful words that her lover has to say (laughs) bitch are you already crying (laughs) (laughs) I'm so happy you didn't hear that did you just like shit your pants (laughs) (laughs) wait what as if you were crying oh my god i should have oh my god i just laughed until i cried <laughs> but yeah i completely agree with what you just said <laughs> oh my god holly anyway. that was a confirmation it must <laughs> oh my god okay so um the one that i posted on my instagram from him said Let me channel my inner poet. You got this. It says, I am Catholic. I nailed my hands to her hips like they were a cross. At night, I kneeled at my bedside and prayed. (laughs) No, are you crying? I'm sobbing. Oh, my God. I kneeled at my bedside and prayed to my God that looked just like her. I am religiously in love. Yep. Wow. (sighs) This one says, love is the tree growing against my bedroom wall, begging for water and afraid of dying. Sometimes I can hear my dead friends at night howling songs at me for big stars that hang by threads off the old sky. 
Life just gets so fucking hard sometimes. But beauty wears wings and it migrates through me. God has teeth and trims the gravity from my feet. I can feel myself lifting from the sidewalk. Oh my god, this one's really good. I'm crucified to this adult fucking bed, staring up to the ceiling, and all I can think about is you. Oh, oh and you know what's so beautiful is like we always all of us have gone through a phase where we were just like so hyper fixated on someone and so just infatuated with their being and just them existing. And it's so beautiful how some people can, like, channel that and turn it into poetry because it's so relatable. Like, even though I've never been in love the same exact way he's been in love, my soul has, like, been in love that exact same way. So it, like, lights something up inside of me. Yeah, same. And it's, like, we always have, like, unsaid words we want to say to people, too. Like, we admire them so deeply or we're so infatuated by them that we hold it all in but it's such Mm -hmm. deep poems and imagine if like we just shared those thoughts on our mind and we just let them know even if they didn't feel the same way about us like I remember um I fell in love with this um he was in a jazz band and you know the guy I'm not gonna mention his name now uh like two summers ago and that night that we connected he wrote a song about our connection, which connected to my favorite TV show, Avatar The Last Airbender. And he was going to then make me, he was going to go in his yard the next day because he lived with his parents and his parents had property. And they were going to make, um, or he was going to pick these herbs for my period cramps, make it into like a tincture for me or something for me to smoke and give it to me. And then he was also, what else did he do? Oh, he would, like, tell me different things about him, and I was going to make him cupcakes based on, like, his favorite things. So, basically, he loved lavender and lemon because it reminded him of home and his mother, who he had a really close connection to. And, like, if he would ever get upset or sad or, like, even on his birthday, I would have made him that. And, like, those little things that we can pick up on and just share those with people. And, like, that same night I connected with him, we ended up telling I love you to each other, like, the first night we met. Because it was, like, stranger to stranger, I love you and I admire you so deeply within your authenticity that I just want to share that. And our connection that summer was, like, poetry. It was, like, a constant, Mm. like, radiating of just, like, love. And everything he wanted to share, he would just share. And so I would do the same thing. And... That is so deeply and incredibly brave, especially the way we've like been raised in society. We've been so ashamed to share our feelings when that's the most magnificent part about being human. Yeah, you put that a really good way. Like when you're able to be vulnerable with people, that's like the strongest thing you can do because it does take a lot of strength and it's like, hurts your ego a little bit to share with someone how you truly feel and then once you actually do it it does feel a lot better because it's like when you speak your truth it sets you free yep yeah did you um read the poetry post that is the fourth one on his page or the fifth one um no i have not got there yet i don't think so Okay. okay can i read it yeah do it Okay. Oh, wait, I think you did read it. It says, can we die like this? 
No, I think I read that one to you. I don't think we read it on here. Oh, okay. <clears throat> Can we die like this? I mean, here in this bed where I forget that I'm naked, where the sad history of my skin is exposed and I do not care. I mean, here where the fat on our hips are gifts from gods and the wings growing on our backs make us feel so beautiful. I mean, here where you hold my ugliness in your fingers and tell me you love me. Yes. And then the next one says, I fall asleep near your chest and I can hear a small bird fighting to sing beneath your skin. It was so beautiful. Tears stood up in my eyes and began their journey down my cheeks. <laughs> that one was so adorable. Oh my God. This is so cute. <laughs> I know. You want to keep reading them? Or do you want me to read them? Um, I'll read one more and then you do your thing. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> this one's like, okay. I used to watch the words, I love you, come stomping through your mouth like smoke fighting out of a chimney. I know it was not easy loving me. Damn. I felt that was like the deepest core of me. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. Oh, they're so cute. I'm trying to find. I'm trying to find the next really good one. That is so incredibly cute. I know. The hug. This hug, son and I. Wow. This one says, close your eyes. Do you see me? I went swimming only to sink from all of the heavy pain in me. I stand at the bottom of the ocean, quiet and aching. I wish we are... Oh, I love this one. I wish we were orcas in the quiet deep, holding each other safe from the violent swell of our life above. And then that's like what a like a big piece of what his poetry book is about. Her hands are calloused wombs. I feel safe here in her palms. Imagine oh that God. one. We're going to... We're going to give a second round for that one mm. her hands are calloused wombs i feel safe here in her palms oh my gosh oh it i like feel the poetry in my body and it feels like feels so good same they're so adorable and the fact that it's quinny and we were just talking about quinny and how much we love quinny and then i show this poetry to you and then he's dating her, and this poetry that we're obsessed with is about her after being obsessed with her music. <laughs> and imagine that that song that we sung all summer was about him. Yeah, that definitely was about him. Oh my god, imagine they go on tour and he does like poetry readings like as an opening act to her music. Oh my gosh, we need to go see her. Yeah. I would like melt. I I would just turn into ash. I think I'd, I, I would just would, burn up in flames. I'm, I literally start sobbing. Oh, I love going to concerts, and I love feeling people's music. And I just like music is literally poetry, but with like music in the background and instruments playing. And it just like the fact that someone sat down, channeled this writing poured all their emotions into it, added instruments behind it, and now they're singing it to you to share it with you. It's so beautiful. And the same thing with poets. Like, they sat down, 
wrote what their heart is feeling and they're like putting it out there to share it with you. Yeah, exactly. I think we often forget that music is literally poetry because a lot of us are, they don't like, people don't like like slow songs and something that we talked about and we also made a podcast, I mean, not a podcast, we made a, maybe we should link that in this podcast episode, the, um, the Spotify um, playlist we just made about like slow, like love that sounds like poetry and songs. And it's not mm-hmm. about like the, the songs that I love the most are ones that are literally poet, like they're poems. Like my favorite artist is Gregory Allen and every single one of his songs is about a poem of his mm-hmm. and he turned it into a song. Like one is about a full belly moon that's staring back at him and one is about the universe and how her feet are sore and how she just wants a break and things like that. And it's like, holy freaking crap. Or how like heartbreak is a big black car. And that within itself is like, you think about it and it's like, yeah, heartbreak is a big black car. Like you can't really tangibly explain that, but it just makes sense to you when you read the words and explain them outwardly. Mm hmm. Yes. Yes. This. Were you gonna say something? No. All right. I found another one of his that I really, really love. I want to make a home of your body. Wake up to the sunlight that falls through your mouth like a window in the morning. Spin dizzy through the grass growing in your stomach and fall down and stare up at your heart because it is my sky. No neighbors, no roads, no noise. If I die here, I'll wash up on your tongue like it was the shore. Oh my gosh, that's so beautiful. Literally, like you were saying before, like this poetry are, is like little orgasms to my ears and my body. <laughs> I know, same. This one says, um, I saw a cute girl today. Heart grew legs, ran across the freeway, jumped into her throat, sank, sank to her stomach, Lost legs, laid there, loved you, pit pat, stomach t- thump. Aww. Oh, this one's really cute. Can't tell her I love her, or that her hair is nice, or that her eyes are pretty. I'll only watch her while she sits under the loud trees, and the roots bend to her pale spine. The sun has to hold onto her face. I think even God loves her. Tears swell in my eyes. I have no words for this. Imagine being so in love with somebody that you don't have words at that point. Oh my God. Yeah, literally. Like imagine laying in bed with someone and just like staring at them. (laughs) Sounds creepy, but it's so beautiful. (laughs) Like while they're asleep and you're just like staring at how like gorgeous and like how just their existence is like a masterpiece but also not even having words to describe it because it's like I don't even know do you think everyone feels the same deep love because I know that everyone at some point in their life they're deeply in love with someone and their like whole life kind of revolves around them for a short period of time but I wonder if all of us like feel it in our bodies the same yeah I don't know I know some people like I was friends from laughing so much. My throat was like congested. You know when that happens? No. (laughs) All right. (laughs) If you say so. I had this friend who was, whenever I would offer any kind of advice, she'd be like, that's really cringy. Or I would like, 
some people I think everybody has the potentiality of feeling very very deeply and you know showing up as in awe of life but it's what Mm -hmm. they choose to do with that and a lot of people push that away because they find it oh they're never going to find it so they might as well push it away before they get disappointed or they just find it cringy like people I even find myself sometimes like I'll be scrolling on Pinterest and a really cute like photo of couples will come on and I'm like ew like that looks so cliche but in the moment like even though it might look cliche they felt the love in the moment why do I have to cringe at it Mm -hmm. yes very I felt that yeah it's it's a weird difficult thing intimacy is and it's the cliche saying is like well you have to be intimate with yourself first and you have to understand your own intimacy but then within that like I have a very deep connection with myself and you do too and we both are able to be intimate with ourselves so why does intimacy feel so Mm. weird to us actually you know what I this is like kind of off subject but I was literally thinking about this today and I journaled about it and I was like okay like why do I have a fear of intimacy like you're saying but I have such a deep form of intimacy with myself and what I basically got was one when it got hard growing up for me I saw people like flee situations and it was like Or I either saw people stay in situations that became too overwhelming. So for me, I tend to avoid it at like all costs to protect myself. But it was like basically, I feel like we could have gotten to this conclusion, but it's basically like we were trying to protect that like innocent little child um, because we didn't feel safe. And then at the same time, even though I am there for myself a lot of the time, I do tend to abandon my own needs especially when it is around other people and groups of people and when I'm with like a group of people or I'm with another person that's a form of intimacy and I sometimes like forget to show up for myself in those types of situations due to like trauma and that that's kind of like the conclusion I came to is just like remembering not to abandon yourself but yeah anyways Mm -hmm. back to the podcast yeah wow See, but even within that, sometimes I feel like there's like another answer because I don't feel that with my deepest part of my being because I mean, we've also been doing so much like inner child work and understanding that even within that, when I fully acknowledge my inner child in that present moment, if somebody were to offer a state of intimacy in that moment, I I would push it away. Mm, Yeah, that's what I like find myself doing too and I realized that growing up the only person I really felt safe with was myself and Mm -hmm. so when there's an opportunity where someone else can like fully see me and they're willing to see me and hear me and uh, create this safe space for me it's foreign and it's like well what are the possibilities of this actually happening like do you actually love me And then it eventually will tie back into yourself with, like, understanding and telling yourself, like, yes, I'm worthy of receiving that deep, compassionate, 
intimate love where someone's able to see all the different aspects of myself and I'm safe to show those people all the different hidden shadows that I was never safe to show growing up. Yeah. Okay, now I see. Yeah. It's it's a really interesting polarity and it's all about trust and that can be really, really difficult, especially because me and you never grew up with like security within our parents or like lack of parents. Um being seeing them in a positive intimate relation like my friends that are in like intimate relationships even if they're not the best and they're learning from them they're they at least saw that their parents were in happy relationships and they could see the intimacy and the parents had shown that within maybe dancing in the kitchen or just kissing or hugging around the kids and that shows intimacy is beautiful but when you don't see that as a child you grow up thinking oh my God, I'm going to get into a relationship and it's going to be just as estranged as my parents Mm. or lack of parents was. Mm. Yeah, that's very, there's a lot of truth to that for sure. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, my parents, they like rarely hug or rarely tell each other I love you or rarely kiss. And so for me, I see their relationship as so estranged. And I'm just like, oh, I don't want to be tied down like that. Like, sometimes my parents seem miserable together and because they'll, like, talk shit about each other behind their backs. And then I'm just like, oh, hell no. I do not want that. I'd much rather be alone than be stuck mm. in a marital relationship where it seems like there's not love there. But that's just what I see. Yeah, for real. Like, mm-hmm. same with my mom. Whenever she was in a relationship, there was felt like there was so much hatred that she had for her partner and vice versa and then when she then she took a break where she was celibate and the only time I actually saw her happy was with when she was with herself and what when she was only giving that love to herself so I feel like as a child I internalized that as oh well that means like I can only find that deep love by myself and no one else can give me that which I mean there's truth to that but at the same time it's very important that you open yourself up to receive that from others also because it's going to teach you the most about yourself. Yeah. I know there's, like, I feel like we can learn so much about romantic relationships. It's just, and you know, honestly, even if we, well, it's just difficult. We've been talking about so much about that lately. And like the romantic relations that I'm being handed right now, it's like, it's not a full body yes. It's not like, I, I don't think I'm going to be fully seen or heard because they can't fully show up for themselves. So I can't expect them to give mm-hmm. as much acknowledgement to me as I would be able to give to them. Yeah, that that's one thing I was like thinking about today too, is like a lot of young adults, like at this time in their life, they're still learning to be intimate with themselves first. And they're still learning to give themselves what they need in the moment. So it is hard for you to expect someone to give you that when, like you said, like they can't show up for themselves. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why also there's that polarity between with like waiting for that person who's able to show up for themselves. And like, I don't know, like it's just very interesting. But at the same time... I always think about, like, what if I could be my own lover? Like, what if I was a different person from a different background 
and I got to experience being like my self lover I don't know how to put it but I don't know it just has me thinking like sometimes I wish I could kiss myself on the mouth (laughs) yeah me five I was like got it I'm like I this might sound like very ego-based but at the same time like I want to experience making love to myself in a different vessel and like I want to experience you just cut out oh I did yeah I don't know what happened there I cut out for like four seconds yeah um well hopefully it's still recorded on the podcast but yeah I just wish I was able to like fully see my vessel and see like myself from a different point of view so I could fully grasp grasp what's all going on mm-hmm. I know and that's like a whole other conversation like even with polyamory then because when you see your partner with another partner you can witness how they can be loved intimately in a new way mm. that yeah. when you're in a yeah like when you're in a monogamous relationship you can't see that it's like Unless they communicate their needs, you don't know. But the way you can see their body react towards somebody else's body, you can see exactly what you can give to them with the observation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly, exactly, exactly. <laughs> it always makes me giggle when we say interesting because I feel like every time we call or like any time we're talking about something, at the end of our sentences, we're always like, that's so interesting. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. I literally <laughs> see I just did it. I always say literally, like I literally feel the same, like how oh, I literally get it. And it's interesting how we all have our little things that we do. That's so that's what's also so cute about being human. Like I wish I could like watch a little TV show of myself to actually see all the things I'm unconscious that I do. I know. I love observe like people get so embarrassed when they do certain things and I'm like, no, that's like the cutest thing ever. Like um somebody sent me a voice memo the other day and he was like so pumped to share this with me and then I don't know if he like felt embarrassed or not or like what the situation was but I'm like I loved the way that you were so expressive and so excited to share that with me because that's like the cutest part about being human is we have our little quirks but we find that's so embarrassing but it's not embarrassing when I laugh at people for that it's not out of like making them feel embarrassed I'm like oh my god that's adorable like you do that and you might not be aware that you do it so I I don't know what about it but it's adorable yeah I think it's really cute when people give me acknowledgement on things that I'm not consciously consciously aware of because I'm like oh my god that is so cute like I just discovered a new part of myself that I wasn't connected to before yeah yeah and I was also thinking um what if I like I'll text you this never mind all right i'll text you later but yeah um oh you know what i have some poetry in my journal and it has to do with connecting to your sexual energy because being intimate with yourself is one of my favorite things <laughs> oh Anywho, it says this is by um the youtuber um trinity 
and she connects a lot to her yoni space and her divine feminine energy and she has like really shown me that erotica and self-pleasure and pleasure mapping yoni mapping all that good juicy stuff is like very um beneficial if you anchor it and channel it in the right way mm-hmm. but this poem ooh, actually oh shit i wish i could like oh damn i wish i wrote this one down she shared um another piece of poetry on her youtube and it was about death and i'm gonna try to find it and write it in the description box because it's unbelievably beautiful anyways this one says my yoni wants to be picky wants to be wined and dined taken on long walks where she's asked a million questions because she's so damn interesting my yoni wants to be handled with care stared at in awe she needs to feel your appreciation um i'm skipping some of this and add it in go big or go home okay i guess i'll Okay, do you want me to restart it? Because I forgot where it was. Okay, it says, I'll just have to edit this part. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'll just leave it. It doesn't okay. matter. It doesn't matter. Life's not that serious. Yeah. My Yoni wants to be picky. <laughs> the way I said that. Choke <laughs> on your spit. <laughs> yeah. My Yoni wants to be picky, wants to be wined and dined, taken on long walks where she's asked a million questions because she's so damn interesting. Myoni wants to be handled with care, stared at in awe. She needs to feel your appreciation before I even take my panties off. The last thing you reach as you Doria your explorer the way down around my body, and rushing will never be an option for reaching the treasure is always the funnest, always fun, but the journey is what matters most. Mm-hmm. I have many X's that mark many spots, and it'll take patience for me to reach my top. I want to do breath work with you. I want you to say my name with a smile on your face. I want you to sing to my pussy. Um, so now my yoni requires worship, prayers, to feel, feel good on bad days. She is sought out until she is found, ready and pulsing and in full, full bloom. Period. Period. I'm trying to see... Mm, ooh. one of my favorite little snippets of poetry that i wrote that wasn't even supposed to be poetry it was meant to be like a song mm-hmm. and it goes something like and i know you've already heard it but um where is it oh there it is okay um it says be free and receive what was now what was is now a beautiful flood of emotion let go don't hesitate to grow sweet child take a step into the sun you understand aspects of the land that have come undone you cradle the moon like the oak tree cradled the wise woman cherish cherish your soul like a sacred seashell from the bottom of the ocean wow wow that was wow yes Oh my god, so one page in my journal literally um, has a lot of penises on it that I drew and like <laughs> yoni art and yeah. one flipping through it and my mom saw it and she's like, did you have sex? <laughs> and I was like, girl, just ignore what you saw, please. The uh, the letter that you wrote me stayed out on the coffee table because I was cleaning my room for like two days 
And there was the big fat penis that you drew on it. And I wonder if anybody saw it and like took a double look at it. (laughs) I, okay. One of my favorite things to do that I actually want to pursue one day when I'm like an elderly woman and I like have so much free time in my life because I'm a millionaire um, is to draw like penis and yoni art and like draw a bunch of spirals and draw it like sacred geometric. And then like, oh my God. Yeah, that'd be dope. I just love sexual things. And you know what? That sounds really <laughs> But I love Does- talking about, like, sexual energy. I love talking about life force energy. I love talking about that stuff because it makes me just so excited to be alive. Exactly. It's the only reason why people would find that weird is because of their own self mm-hmm. and or, or, like, society's programming or, like, the church's programming of sexuality and sensuality isn't is inherently bad and wrong when it's not it's our birthright to be in tune with our body and our genitals genitals (laughs) what even the fuck is that word genitals (laughs) sounds like tails and our genitals and like being in tune with our bodies and like speaking sensually and like reading poems and reading books and watching things and you know, it's it's not inherently bad or wrong at all. Think about it. It's nature. It's literally our bodies. When the frick did it become wrong and bad? It's not wrong and bad at all. And that's it's so sad that people are so estranged from their bodies in that way. Like, shoot, I still have, like, sometimes, um, what's what I'm looking for? Like, hate towards my body in sensual ways or other people's bodies in sensual ways. And I'm sure people think the same towards me or whatever. And it's, you know what? It's just all a bunch of crap. And the more that we normalize having these conversations, the easier that they will become. Period. Yes. Yeah, I find myself sometimes doing the same way, but then I realize, like, oh, yeah, like, I'll dance in front of the mirror on the daily, and I'll, like, look at my body sometimes, and sometimes I'll be like, god damn, she's sexy as fuck, and other times I'll be like, Mm -hmm. ooh, girl. But at the same time, I realize, like, if you want to work on yourself and you want to like be more fit or you want to be like more toned and things like that, if you get to that toned place where you're like, oh yeah, I'm like ripped as fuck, you still won't probably have that self-love unless you like love the state that your body, not the state that your body's in, but like how beautiful your body is like right now in this moment just by existing. Mm-hmm. And just appreciating your body for what it is and all it's been through. Because also, some people will have, like, um, I heard that if you have, like, more body fat on your body, it's because a lot of the times you're more empathetic and you might have, like, stored trauma. So I also think of it as, like, everything my body shows me when I look in the mirror is, it's, like, compass. It's me understanding aspects of myself it's me like understanding my shadow it's literally like a map for me to look at myself and see like what needs to be healed what needs to be acknowledged what needs to be loved more and that's truly when you'll start seeing your body like shift and change is when you acknowledge the state that your body's in now yeah you can't hate yourself into a version that you love Mm, yeah exactly Yep. And a lot of us, we think that, oh, we'll work out every single day. And, oh, my God, I was thinking about it. So 
I I try not to talk about bodies a lot because it's a trigger for a lot of people, but I, I have, like, deep-rooted, like, trauma within my own body um, with the way that I look and the way that I've been, like, told, like, as a kid that I, my body was never never looked good enough. Like, even as a kid, oh, my God. <laughs> that was, what? like, a throat blockage. Girl. Damn. Um, like, even talking about it, like, my face gets hot because as a young kid, like, I was even judged, like, at eight years old for, like, either being too big or too small or, like, whatever. Mm-hmm. And it was always, like, so difficult to, like, digest. And so I, um, I went through a period of being super, super tall and, like, at, like, lanky at my age, like, super, like, skinny. Wasn't good enough then. And then, um, puberty hit and then I gained weight because I wasn't being outside, like, I wasn't doing sports anymore. And that's how my body needed to survive. And then I lost weight over 2020, um, like 20, 25 pounds. uh, And I gained muscle and um, I felt so good in my body. But even then I did like I was constantly comparing to other people. And I I have like journal prompts and I have like notes in my notes app. Like I need to continue to lose more weight and I need to continue to gain muscle. When now I look back at it and I'm like, oh, my God, my body was perfect just the way it is. And our bodies now are just perfect. And in a few years, our body's going to change again. And we're going to look back and say, our body was perfect just the way it was. Exactly. That's what I was thinking about. Like, I think I was talking to you about it like last night or something. The fact that we age and the fact that this, our bodies will never be the same as they're right now in this moment. And I will never be Mm -hmm. the same as I am right now in this moment. So I have to like treasure this version of me and cradle her and give her acknowledgement if she needs acknowledgement because a year from now 10 years from now I'm going to be at a different mental state I'm going to feel different things I'm going to have different life experiences and so kind of just remembering how you are right now is so beneficial for just being in love with yourself and Mm -hmm. being gentle and compassionate with yourself yeah exactly exactly it's a really hard thing to digest and just like get through but it's such a beautiful thing to witness ours our body needs to be who it is Mm -hmm. and how it is just Mm -hmm. the way that it is in that moment and people won't always get that but that's their own internal reflection and that's nothing to do with us exactly you gotta stay in your own lane because everyone's gonna try to project their stuff onto you and you just have to be very consciously aware of what you are ingesting and consuming and mm-hmm. remembering what is yours and what is someone else's yep agreed agreed and, yeah anyways agreed. do you have anything else you would like to share madam before we turn off this podcast episode oh i don't think so i think everything that i wanted to share got it out is that your australian accent i don't know what kind of accent that was but it was something (laughs) i feel like growing up i used to do a killer british accent and now it's just like sizzled out a little bit because i don't practice it as much and i need to tap into my inner child and do my british reality tv show that i used to have (laughs) yes we'll practice that Mm, we will anyways thank you guys for tuning in to my podcast episode and i hope you enjoyed and sending you Mm -hmm. so much love and if you want to find more of hallie you can find her at hallie.love.u wait you know it's hallie loves dot you i think period yeah period (laughs) (laughs) if you want to find more of me you can find me at luca 
underscore love underscore 44. Anyways, peace and love. Love you all. Adios.